Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're back. It's episode 23 of season two of the Daily Intermission podcast. In the co-pilot seat today is... Nate Brown, how we doing, bud? I'm doing semi good. I think I'm coming down with something, but uh, not too bad. We are fresh off a trip to Alberta, and yeah. did it ever feel like a different world? Oh my goodness, man! Not a mask in sight out there. It was unbelievable. But Crazy. I should say the pregame today is brought to you by Manscaped. If you are going, you know, full on bush mode with your woman <laughs> or just in general, you're going to have to use the code TDI at manscaped.com for 20% off your order. You get free shipping. Seriously, keep it trimmed, keep it up tight. And, uh, and you won't, uh, you won't regret using uh, the new manscaped lawnmower 4.0. No, you won't. It's good stuff. Keep your mustache trimmed up like this bad boy right here. Yeah, yeah. Are you using that on the face, too? Oh, my God, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll double it up. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. My body. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, absolutely. Um, yeah, I won't I won't question that. Um, you know, it's a very versatile uh, product. So, yeah, go check out uh, manscaped.com. Use the code TDI. TDI and and uh, like Nate said, it's very versatile. So, uh, But, yeah, we're fresh off the Calgary trip. Uh, but before we get into that, Nate, we've got quarter one. we got MLB. MLB yeah. chatter. Uh, quarter two would be a little NHL action. Uh, halftime show. We're going to walk through some of the top moments from our Calgary trip. Uh, quarter three. Uh, we've got a little NBA action. In quarter four, we're going to get a little PGA, a little bit of tennis, a little bit of NCAA, kind of a little mixed bag of things. Uh, miscellaneous. In, yes, the miscellaneous category in quarter four. Uh, but Nate, continuing in the pregame show, man, I, I just, it was just such a great trip, man. It was so nice to get away. Like you, you know, you've mentioned, you hadn't been on a plane since 2018, flying into Calgary, no masks, getting to, you know, experience sports live, man. It was just, it was so nice to get away. Oh man, it was terrific. The only brutal thing is like in the in the airports. For My sure. ears were ready to ring off from wearing that mask uh, on Sunday for like, or I guess it was Friday. Can't even keep my days tracked anymore. But uh, yeah, just that entire day was just an absolute battle. Yeah, it's a long ways as well. I mean, it, yeah, it, is, it is worth mentioning. You know, it's it's you know close to being across the continent. So you know, we're yeah. traveling from uh, east to west. You know, three hour time change. And I'm going to be completely honest, man. The time change didn't really affect me that much when I was there. It's more of affected me when I came back. And I'm oh, not for sure. Uh, I'm not sure if that's uh, you know typically how it goes. But uh, but no, man, it was it was truly incredible. We'll get more into that at the halftime show. I did want to mention? I mean, the news was piling in as we were in Calgary. I mean, the NFL, uh, Russell. Wilson heading to Denver. Carson Wentz is heading to your commanders, Nate. Yeah, um, wasn't the first choice, but he'll do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who, who tweeted that? I, I don't know. Dude, it was a whole article at NBC Sports Washington. Yeah. They were like, Carson Wentz wasn't the first choice, but he's coming nonetheless. That's I was like, imagine just, him reading that and being like, sick, dude. Like, It's outrageous, man. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what the Colts are going to do at quarterback. And I'm assuming they're going to be heavily targeting 
a guy by the name of Deshaun Watson, who's now been, uh, you know, all the criminal yeah. charges have been dropped. And, and uh, I mean, it, he's top 10 quarterback in the league, no question. So it's going to be fun to have Deshaun Watson back in the league, man. And uh, obviously a field for him, it sucks missing an entire year, uh, you know, dealing with these uh, allegations. So sure. Deshaun Watson's going to be back in the league. Khalil Max headed to the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, it's going to be an absolutely insane NFL season, but we are not worried about that yet, Nate. No, we're not. Amari Cooper, too. That's right. That to the one Browns. was weird. I thought that was weird. It was like they kind of just gave him away. Yeah, I, I was reading more into it, Nate. It's, it's salary cap. I, yeah, yeah. I, I figured that's yeah. usually how it goes when yeah. it's a couple of draft picks for like a pretty good player. So. Yeah, so the Cowboys are looking to save a little cap room. Obviously, CeeDee Lamb is, has kind of risen to be a number one receiver, and yeah, Amari Cooper was upset at times during the year with his targets and, and just his production in general. So the Browns are, are grabbed Amari oh. Cooper. And now Jarvis Landry uh, for the Browns has said, I'm looking to get out because he's not going to be the guy there anymore. So, I mean, the Browns can't win. It just yeah. seems like it's a, it's always a lose-lose situation there in Cleveland. <laughs> but we'll see what Baker Mayfield has. Should and, get a few um, more targets for Amari there. No, for Whether sure. he hits him or not, who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's see what happens. Uh, Nate, moving into quarter one. Episode 23, Season 2 of the Daily Mission Podcast. We've got Emily back. The players and owners reached an agreement in the CBA, and uh, and they're going to be opening day, April 7th. They're going to be playing a full 162 season, game season. and uh, an asinine amount of games. It is, man. And I couldn't be more excited, man. It's uh, it, it's weird to me, though, that, you know, is it like the players were about to receive their first paycheck, and they're like, okay, we're, we're, we're signing this thing. You know, what took them an extra week, week and a half for them to get this thing done? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It, I'm just glad it's done. Um, some of the rule changes I thought were kind of strange too. Like obviously they banned the switch, which I, is that is that is that facts? I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. They banned the switch. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, maybe I should double check it. But as far as I was, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure that was uh, oh for sure one of the big thing. I mean, some of the things that uh, were notable in the CBAs. Uh, there's no more uh, in the double headers. They were playing seven seven inning games yeah. last year. They're back to nine innings. Uh, there'll be no runner starting at second during the extra innings. That was absolute dust. Uh, universal DH. So now pitchers uh, in the NL will not get that free out pitching against pitchers. So, um, so the DH, I mean, that's, that's cool for guys. Like I, 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 guys that come to mind are like Albert Pujols and Nelson Cruz guys who are like kind of, you know, aging out of their careers. You know, the DH is such a cool position. If they still have hitting ability, uh, and, and can't really find a place in the field that they'll have a spot, uh, in the NL now. So that's kind of cool. I think that's going to prolong really good hitters careers. Um, you know, I'll say they, you know, they obviously it's funny to watch transformation of baseball players through their career. I mean, they start off, you know, 180, 185 flying around. And then once they get to age 40, it's like, they've been going to buffets. Their yeah. I know. It's like the Barry Bonds effect. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was a little more than a buffet, but yep. you know, or wow. you can just be straight up Prince Fielder and come in looking like an absolute unit or Pavel Fielder. <laughs> what a guy. Or Sandoval. Yeah. The panda. Uh, I just checked and I, I think it is pretty much like MLBPA can, uh, agreed to banning it. So, okay. I mean, it's a weird thing. For um, sure. I mean, like, how do you even really ban it? You well, know, like we yeah. were saying one point, I think when we were on the planes, it's just like, well, what do you, why don't you just start like creeping over? You know, you take three steps every so often, everybody just kind of cuts over and then. Yeah, how do you monitor? How do you <clears throat> yeah, ban a defensive tactic? Like I, I, I think about it. I resort to football. It's like banning like cover three. It's like no, you have to play man. You can't. It's illegal to play zone. It's like, well, that's just going to make things easier. And obviously, they're oh, they, I guess the bases size too, Nate. Yeah, the bases are bigger. Increase. Now. So they're yeah. looking for more offense, are they? I think so, or maybe it's a safety thing. Yeah, uh, probably could have looked into it a bit more, but uh, but yeah, even with the yeah, shift. I'm, 
Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Because then you can't defend. So I'm assuming it is more offense, uh, just to make it a little more action packed. Because I know that's obviously a big thing. Is like you hear people say it all the time: baseball's boring. Yeah, which I don't find it all. I actually love watching a baseball game on TV, but absolutely. I mean, like you said, Nate. I mean, it, it's got to be. It's got to be offensive. You it's got to be offensive mind. It has to be. Yeah, even more, more motivated, odds, more steals, motivated for sure. A little, yeah, little sure. more base. Injury, Once injury up. avoidance as well. Maybe yes, yep, yeah, yeah. Um, Those but, ankles uh, out of the way. Two extra player, two extra teams now in the playoffs. Twelve teams will not make the playoffs, which just seems outrageous. Yeah. Again, I mean, you would think that you know, with uh, with the the length of the season, that more teams will be making the playoffs, but they'll they'll gradually increase that, I guess, as the years go on. And, yeah. and twelve teams will make the playoffs yeah. now. And then everybody will get a half game playoff game. Yeah, I for mean, the wild card. I mean, the uh, wild card. The one game. Yeah. To, to get in, but. Uh, so the free agent signings need are going to be coming out of the woodwork here, left, oh, right, yeah. and center. They already started uh, flying out. Yeah, free agents are, uh, are are busy on the line with their agents. Um, you know, working the working the phones heavily. Uh, the Blue Jays signed pitcher uh, UC Kikuchi. Kikuchi. Hey, I'll take your word for it, there, buddy. Yeah, UC Kikuchi. <laughs> Um and uh, yeah, from the Mariners and sign up for a three-year, twelve million a year, thirty-six million dollar uh, contract. I do believe Nate. So their yep. pitching's looking 36. pretty good, man. Uh, the Blue Jays are definitely going to be in the mix in the AL East, so we're excited. We'll be following them closely this year. There's a lot of chatter about Freddie Freeman going there too. Yep, there is. So. I've heard the Dodgers as well. I've heard yeah. the Dodgers and the Braves are kind of the two teams right now. Um, headline of Freddie. Well, I think it would almost make more sense because like he's first base, so it's like. Gonna, what are you going to do with Vladdy? Well, Vladdy said he, he doesn't want to move, too. Well, you can't so put him at third. There's no shot. No. So like, yeah, have... he's not the most uh, flexible guy. But, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I know. And if Freddie, like, I don't know. It, it, it'd be a sweet ad for them, for sure. I mean, It Freddie just kind of reverts back to the Toronto thing, Nate. It's like I know, every I know. free agent out Ever. there. Any sport. Is rumored to Any go. sport. Like, yeah. I remember when they were talking about Kawhi Leonard coming back. It's like, he ain't coming back. Yeah, yeah. He left. No, we'll we'll talk about Kawhi a little later on the episode. But Kershaw back to the Dodgers on a one year deal, seventeen milli. Yeah, and there's still guys like um, uh, Carlos Correa, Trevor Story. I mean, there's a lot of good free agents out there that are still left to uh, to sign. So I'm assuming that the the Red Sox and Yankees might scoop up someone notable. Well, they definitely will get at least somebody. It would only make sense. <laughs> yes, it would. But uh, but we're just a couple weeks away from the uh, from opening day in the MLB. So that will definitely head. That'll definitely be a quarter of uh, the Daily Mission podcast moving forward. We're yep. definitely excited about it. Uh, but, Nate, we're moving into quarter two of the NHL. And uh, and, and your guy, Alex Ovechkin, who we watched live, ties Yammer Yager in all-time goals. It was an empty netter, pretty classic. Uh, yep. He almost had the hat trick on an empty netter. Yeah, he almost had the uh, the old double up on empty netters. <laughs> and it's... Hit the post and just <laughs> threw the head to the sky. Yeah. <laughs> like he was Ron Hainsey. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he almost had it last night as, t- as well. It was uh, on the goal line. And Kuznetsov buzzed in there and scooped yeah, it off. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. But Obi- anyway, Kuzi got a hattie. <laughs> Ovi went to the bench like he scored because Kuzi in like, the celebration grabbed was the like, yeah, 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 grabbed the puck. And he was like, Ovi, that was yours. And then it was like, that. Was not always. It's such a tough situation too. Like he took so much heat online. Like everyone was like, Kuznetsov stealing the goal. It's like, well, but in you that do moment, gotta confirm the puck gets in the net. Yeah, in like that you can't moment, just sit there and watch it go in, you know. Like, yeah, in that moment, I'm, I'm thinking you're like, we just gotta the puck's in the net. Like you're not freezing during yeah, the hockey game and be like, instinct. I gotta make sure. Exactly. Exactly. So um, but uh, but that's super exciting for Alexander Ovechkin clawing away at uh at Wayne Gretzky's record. So it's gonna be so exciting. It was so fun to watch. 
watch uh, the Caps live, and and I gained a bigger appreciation. I was telling this to my old man, John Carlson. I was like, because I, when I moved down in the third period to that lower bowl, I was right beside the um, the Capitals' defense, and that guy was playing a ton of ice, and yeah. man, he looked good. Oh, dude. He's my guy, <laughs> yeah. man. Like yeah. I could go on for for hours about this guy. I love yeah. him. No, he was uh, he had a great game that night and and was logging a ton of minutes and and the Capitals looked good that night, Nate. But uh, but I think you know one takeaway I had from being in Calgary and even watching them against the uh, the Detroit Red Wings and, and Tampa Bay Lightning the last couple of nights is they're for real. Um, yeah, you know they they're a team that uh, that plays with uh, you know a lot of speed. Uh, a lot of gritty, yeah, a lot of grittiness, and 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 they're they're going to be a playoff team, no no question. They're going to be a threat come playoff time for sure. Even last night against Detroit, I think they held Detroit to uh, fifteen shots. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Detroit had one. I was losing it. Uh, somebody had sent me a Snapchat of it, but uh, they Detroit had one shot through one period, and then so they put up the old. They threw <laughs> projected. Up the old, yeah, they put up the old on pace, and it was just like Detroit's like on pace for three shots. It's like, well, that is some quick math, folks. Yeah, <laughs> that's some good stuff right there. Jacob Markstrom, his ninth shutout of the year. Yeah, uh, insane. I and mean, t- there's a lot of chatter for Shesterkin for Vesna, but nine, nine shutouts, shutouts, dude. Like. Yeah, he's got to be in the chatter, man. For sure. Um, but even the saddle don't need just like it's just it's just a fun atmosphere in yeah, there. Cool. It wasn't as uh, as hostile as I was imagining. I mean, Nate and I were there for the Battle of Alberta on Monday. If I'm sure all of the listeners know that. And I was expecting for the Edmonton fans and the Calgary fans to be a little bit more of a back and forth, but I expected full blown warfare. I did as well. Like, I yeah. figured like what we saw in San Jose a few like a week ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tilting the stands exactly. Exactly. A little, a little bit of eight down in the bottom row, <laughs> a little bit of chatter, maybe on the concourse at the intermission, but there was none of that. No. Things were respectful. We did see a video of like one fight afterwards. Yeah, that's right. Actually witness it live. But. but one thing about Calgary, man, everybody was in a great mood, man. I don't know if oh. they get a bad rap there, but people were, were amazing there. Yeah. We'll get into that at the halftime show. But one takeaway I had neat from, from the battle of Alberta was McDavid and Dreisaitl were quite quiet. And uh, I definitely remember McDavid uh, creating a lot of chances out of nothing. I think he does a great job of that is you know using his speed using his, using his talent in tight areas and making chances of nothing but in terms of you know taking over the game and, and really dominating there was none of that uh from the Edmonton Oilers yeah they didn't really take over I was kind of just mesmerized at like the little things they were doing like these pa- these ridiculous passes McDavid was making out to the point like these 360 yeah, twisters right. on the backhand just like out of nowhere like right on the tape and it's just they're just so good dry settle sauce is everything he should like yeah passes. he does it's ridiculous yeah. man yeah it's almost Backstrom-esque with just like yeah. they just sauce just because they can yeah exactly it's yeah. like uh, why would I put it on the ice? It's like that's just amateur hour. Exactly. Know? Um, yeah. But uh, but th- their goaltending is still going to be the biggest question. Oh my god! Moving forward, I, I, we started the game. We were kind of honed in on Koskinen just to see you know what he had and, and dialed uh, early. Yeah, he was. And that's another thing too. When you're watching an NHL game live, you get so much more of an appreciation of of you know how fast the game is, how talented these guys are actually. And I I thought Koskinen was huge and looked you know fairly uh, tight with his uh, with his mechanics, and I, I thought he looked pretty good. But then he ended up getting you know letting in a few and and, and ended up you know inevitably losing the game. But yeah. Um, it was funny when we were watching the uh, <clears throat> we were watching the Edmonton Washington game, and someone was telling me they were like, "Yeah, he's got a terrible glove hand." And I was like, oh, "Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was that bad." And then oh, she just rips one from the point with like a second left right, right over the glove. I was like, "All right, he's got a brutal glove hand." That, that was first. a sniz, oh, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's funny when you start uh, when you hear little things about a player, and then yeah. you start kind of you know eyeing in, zoning in on it, and yeah, it comes true or for sure. Uh, Gabriel Landeskogni for the Colorado Avalanche to kind of flip the switch here. He's having a great season, oh but he's going to be out for the long term. Knee surgery, right? Knee surgery. Yeah. 
So that's going to be, I mean, I don't know, that's going to be long-term IR, but that's going to free up a little cap space for them to be uh, active at the deadline. And you got to figure they're going to grab Giroux here for sure. It eh? feels like Giroux. It yeah. really does. And, and Giroux uh, is going to have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of say with the no movement clause of where he goes. And I think, you know, if, if I'm Giroux, I think I'm heading to Colorado. That seems like the yeah. team that's been so dominant mm. all year long. It feels like Nathan McKinnon. You know, Renton, it feels like Nathan McKinnon's going to be a cup guy by the end of his, you know, his career. Yeah. I say that about McDavid. I feel like he's really well. ready to get it going too. Yeah, and like he, I feel like he wants it bad this year for sure. And come playoff time, remember that interview last year after the season had yep. concluded? That clown was like, <laughs> "Yeah, what did he say?" Like, I forget. Guys, yeah, well, I go can't ahead. remember who it was, but he was just like, "Yeah, should you guys just say like F it and just yeah. like, go for it?" And he's like, "What, dude? Excuse like, me? it's yeah. like, yeah, we're just going to completely say screw the system and just play." <sighs> yeah, it just seems it, it was such an outrageous comment by the uh, by the media, and yeah, I mean McKinnon. I mean, let's not uh, forget this guy's turns into an absolute mammoth yes. of an animal. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch Colorado come playoff time. Uh, but he continuing in the NHL quarter two of episode twenty three. Season two of the Daniel Mitchell podcast, the Philadelphia Flyers, who have been an absolute dumpster fire, decided to sign uh, Rasmus Ristolainen to a five-year deal, $5.1 million deal. I did some digging on this, uh, but uh, but yeah, they locked up Rasmus Ristolainen for a long-term deal. They've had a lot of bad injuries throughout the season. They've had Couturier play about half the games this yeah. year. I mean, Ryan Ellis hasn't played at all. It's definitely been just a massive disappointment for the Philadelphia Flyers, but signing Rasmus Ristolainen to a five-year deal, Nate. Yeah, I, I always wonder back, like, because I, I was pretty high on them at the start of the season. I was like, man, they made some good moves, like picking up Ellis. I love the Atkinson ad as well. Yep. And then when it just comes down to it, like, obviously, Kachuri's been out in Ellis, but it's like, I wonder if it would have really made a difference, like, too, too much. Because, I mean, like, their goaltending hasn't been spectacular. Yep. That division, uh, man. Well, yeah, the it's division is the best juiced. division in hockey. Yeah, exactly. So it's, yep. you know, I don't know what would have happened had they had Kachuri and Ellis all year, but I still don't, I still don't know. I was also watching the game yesterday when they were playing Carolina. And they had uh, the GM on on an interview, and they were, he was saying, um, you know, we're not rebuilding by any means. Yeah. Like we have some good pieces, but it's like they're just not that close for me. There's so no man's land. But they, I feel like they've been there for so long. For sure. And it, it's now, the middle slot. Now you're going to lose your top centerman? Exactly. So, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I don't really know how well they've drafted either. I mean, you got this Morgan Frost kid who I was watching a bit of that game too, and he, he had a horrible turnover coming out of his zone to uh, Evgeny Shvechnikov. He ended up missing the shot, but... I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how their prospect pool is. I don't really know much about it, but I mean, I know that hockey market is is certainly, um, you know, they're starving for a winner and, and we'll see what they can do. And, you know, we've been hearing year after year after year that this is Carter Hart's year to break out and really show that, you know, he's a top tier goaltender in the league. And we haven't really seen that yet. No, we haven't. He is still young too. He's only what, 23, 24. Yep, for sure. So it obviously takes a little longer for goalies to get going. But And when the team's not having success, it's tough yeah, for the goaltender. Yeah, exactly. So, and uh, at that age, you're right, Nate. It's tough to kind of be, the uh, the driving force yep. of the team, but uh, we get the trade deadline eight days away. We're gonna have Petey Blackburn coming on for next Monday's episode. So a week from today, we'll have Pete Blackburn on uh, from Bally Sports. A little hockey insider gonna be uh, fun to chat uh, hockey trades and what the deadline's gonna bring. So that's deadline day. So we'll have that podcast out in the morning, and then we'll see what transpires throughout the day. Yeah, uh, in the NHL trade deadline, I'm sure that there'll be some action before that night too. There also probably be every single trade known to man will break while we're recording it. Yes, it just seems to be the way it goes for the boys. Uh, yeah, no, there's uh, there's no question that that could be the case. But uh, but hey, we're moving into the halftime show of episode 23, season two of the Daily Mission Podcast. So we're gonna walk through. I've got a few moments that has happened to the trip. Nate, we'll break it down. We'll talk a little bit about what went down in. 
Calgary, Alberta for the boys. We're starting out of moment number five. We're going to talk a little about plane conduct, pros and cons, oh. and what you should be doing on planes. So, for example, Albert and Nate, you probably have a few as well. But on the way there, we were on a one-way from Halifax to Calgary, Alberta. And there was a girl who probably spent three hours standing up, looking to the back of the plane, reading. Is that a yay or nay from you, Nate? Well, I mean, I had initially noticed it and just wondered, this has got to be one of the bigger red flags I've ever seen. For sure. You can't stand up facing the back of the plane and read a book no. aloud. Unless you got to, I guess if you had that, she may have had a child, you know? Perhaps she That's had a child true, yeah. right in front of her, didn't even really think about that. We were yeah. just obviously thinking doomsday. But I was also wondering doomsday because I had these guys just buzzing around me the entire flight, just moving seats. Like, I didn't know you were allowed to do that. Yeah. yeah. But it was absolutely outrageous. Yeah, my biggest thing is like is like you know you know you're you know you know you're assigned space and be very cognizant of 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 people's personal space and and you know put your headphones on and just grind through it. Like some people are just doing some obnoxious things. I mean, we had this girl behind us not plugging her headphones and for about 5 minutes she just had this like music blaring from whatever she was watching and then the flight attendant no idea. had to come over and be like, "Listen, you got to plug your headphones in here." And then she's like, "Oh, I was wondering why there was no sound." It's like <laughs> holy smokes <It's, laughs> i know it's like some of those things it's like dude just like figure it out yeah, yeah. Like, how hard is it to plug in headphones it was it was outrageous see so, a yeah, plane conduct certainly was an eye-opener especially yeah. these days honestly too another tough thing to grind out need is the mask the entire time oh i couldn't sleep because like i i don't know if it was my breathing through the mask it was just really difficult to, to sleep this time around i'm usually a fantastic sleeper on planes i just couldn't get it done with the mask on no it's tough man my ears start to hurt so much from the straps yeah that's the worst thing for me like the breathing's not too bad but it's just like holy smokes man i gotta get this thing off at the and end the second i take the things off they come around me like i must have got they must have been on me 15 times yeah for on sure the planes and the airports it's just constant Another thing too, like if you're on a five hour plane, five hour plane ride, like I think the 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 airlines have to give out something a little bit better than cookies and pretzels. Like obviously it's not terrible, but like I'd like step up your food game a little bit. You know, like we're yeah. we're paying some decent you know decent chunk of change here to to fly. Like give us something well, decent, even, even if you wanted to buy something too. Like there's yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like so it's or half I a mean, can of could... diet coke and pretzels. Yeah, like give me the whole can. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not yeah. out here trying to drink a mini. <laughs> I know. Like, jeez, man. It's two gulps. It's like literally, it's like I'll drink two with my dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're gonna give me this on a five hour flight? It is a little ridiculous, man. It's a joke. All right, moment number four and eight. There's about 19 casinos downtown Calgary. There is. And we went in to one casino and absolutely put on a clinic at the blackjack table. I'm not sure if anyone in our group of seven, I think we had a seven pack at the table. I mean, we were absolutely rinsing this dealer. Oh, man. I, I was letting him have it, too. Yeah, yeah. I said, Kyle. <laughs> You're screwed, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we we beat the wheels off them, no doubt about that. And there's nothing more fun too than having a bunch of guys at the table. You know, you're all teamed up against the dealer and I mean, honestly, like the dealer, like Kyle, it was for example, I mean, we probably used a, should have used a different name, but that's that's Kyle from Calgary for listening. <laughs> yeah. We absolutely rinsed the wheels yeah. off you. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah. but usually the black the usually the dealer gets blackjack more often. Like he wasn't hitting blackjack no, very often. I mean, we I I mean, there was sometimes I I question the, the you know, the card uh, shuffling 
They were shuffled pretty good, and, and was definitely oh, in favor. Well, of remember the boss. when we first sat down? We <laughs> yeah. had to sit through the whole like <laughs> the whole, the whole learning. I thought I was in training to become a dealer. Yeah, yeah. You know, getting the whole thing going. And but. the manager was over, like shooting the breeze with us. Obviously, we bring a lot of energy, so the, the, you know the manager was kind of over with the dealer watching us. And he's like, and Nate was going on about counting cards and how he was going to rinse the dealer. He's like, "There's no way you can count cards with this machine because they were spreading the deck all yeah, over the yeah. table. They shuffled it, you know, like a madman. I think four or five different decks, and then they put it in the shuffle machine. And they're like, yeah, there's just no way you can count cards.'" I was like, all right, watch me. And then I just absolutely rinsed them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, but, there's no uh, shot I can count cards. But I, I did, it was definitely alarming to me. Not alarming, but uh, but definitely you know something I took notice of the amount of casinos. I mean, I, every time I was like, yeah, you want to go? You know, check in on the casino. I was like, which one you want to go to? It's like, well, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, I know. It's like, well, you can smoke in this one. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm good on that. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to try and sit there counting cards while someone's breathing tobacco smoke down my throat. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, kind of, you know, looking through fog the entire time. Yeah, exactly. Was um, it 1970? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I did want to talk about, Nate, just kind of the um, the people of Calgary. You know, the fans of the Dealer Mission spread out through Alberta and through the city of Calgary, the hotel, just the people and just the experience of our everyday life, man. It was just incredible, man. And, and the people of the hotel, the Delta down town of calgary they were so amazing and they were awesome um you know just the hospitality in general in calgary i mean the people it was so amazing and uh that was certainly my highlight at number three nate yeah yeah the uh well, the, well what we walked in the hotel manager's like i thought i knew you guys from somewhere yeah yeah we're like holy smoke and yeah. then uh but yeah the the stat with the waiting staff was unbelievable there we had yep. this one guy there uh most of the nights and he was awesome and then even some of the girls too were were really good to me like just whipping up the food however i wanted it i was like i went in there one night just like wanting some pizza they don't even have it on the menu they're like yeah we'll get it for you yeah we'll whip it up I'm like for all you. right awesome thank you very much <laughs> so what is it so it's the paddle and the canoe we'll give them the shout out Shoe and canoe. The shoe and canoe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, another thing too, Nate, it felt like every restaurant we rolled into, <laughs> it just, you know, it was about three minutes from happy hour. Yeah, I know. It was ridiculous. So it was, it was yeah. tough to avoid that. <laughs> For so sure. Went, uh, so did you guys know that in three minutes, happy hour starts and yeah. drinks are going to be $2? Well, that's, like, oh, that, well that, wow. was, that was the joke I was making yeah. where we were there. It was just like, they're just like, yeah, well, guys, I welcome. Happy hour starts in 13 seconds. And yeah, yeah. You're just like, well, it's 9.08, so yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on here. But, but just for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But. So it was happy hour verbs we went. And I mean, just kind of the, just to kind of give a shout out to the places we went. I mean, we went to Home and Away. We went to Kraft. We went to Greta. I mean, all these great bars and, and, uh, and restaurants in downtown Calgary yeah, and, and Hudson's was, we had to Hudson's. it was just like we had like we had to eat out every meal yeah yeah so it's like we hit a few spots for sure but, um uh, no what a phenomenal time and and even too neat we were there through the weekdays and it just seemed like the right. city was rocking like it didn't yeah. seem like there was no there was no nights where i was like ah, it's kind of a tough kind night out here yeah what is it the ship and anchor as well we'll kind of give a shout out to if i'm going to be completely honest ship and anchor let's throw maybe an extra two lighter two on yeah that's what i'm saying at the ship and anchor <laughs> yeah yeah and by the way ship and anchor <laughs> yeah just mix it. I don't know what the power bill is there, boys, but you could definitely pay a little more. I walked it was in there. so dark. I couldn't even see people. No, it was ridiculous. Like, I was talking to this girl beside me, and I don't even really know what she looks like. <laughs> Thought she was a nice girl, but yeah. couldn't tell you what she looked like. Um, number two, Nate, and I'm kind of, you know, going to give myself a shot here. I, you know, I picked up a couple of dome foams, a couple of dome beers, and I was running up the stairs, and I absolutely ate it and i if we would have had this on camera it would have been like a phenomenal video to have on our social media platforms F jogging up the stairs to our seats and i throw these drinks all over these people and do you know who these people were they had a little guy beside them and it is a straight up meme of a photo this 12 year old yeah. guy i mean that was that was moment number Did two you say 12 year old yeah i mean how old maybe seven year old that kid he was like four yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like wow um yeah yeah the, oh dude if we would have had 
We need a daily intermission filmer, folks. Yeah, what we, we do. need. So if we would have had that, we would have had maybe viral video of the year. Yeah. Greg just completely fallen. But yeah, this kid, this kid that was sitting there. Also, that dad was trying to throw with you after you slipped, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, like for the sure. Dad's trying to throw. His son's over there <sighs> planning. Like, I don't know what he's planning, but I don't want to even say. Yeah. I don't want it to be even remotely traced back to me. Um, but yeah, that kid is nuts. Um, but that was hilarious. I never it was in a damn shame. I've never seen a guy, a kid, a guy so you know irritated in my life. It Look, looked this kid gave me vibes of like may, we'll probably share the picture. At yeah, some we're point. probably gonna have to. Um, but uh, this kid gave me vibes of like someone who's worked twenty five years at the mill. <laughs> like he's just that mad. And, the, and but he's so, four. Sometimes things sometimes things go down and like some obnoxious things and you kind of give a dirty look. I get it. But this guy did this in the entire game. The entire game. Sixty minutes of this guy turning around. I guess I should say two and a half hours of this guy turning around and looking like he was he wanted to scrap. But I mean, you know, you get that. <laughs> I look told sometimes. him I'd throw. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You and me. Yeah. yeah. I was like, get your dad out of it, bud. His dad was a big looking dude too, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't even remember him. Well, I, I was just back there saying this kid's. Destined for something crazy. Yeah, for His sure. Dad was hearing everything. Yeah, so right behind him. Anyway, we send this photo to the FCMP Calgary, and everyone, don't don't be too worried. Yeah. Uh, but number, my number one moment to Nate is, is just the kind of the support and uh, you know the the fans that we have. You know, you guys are awesome, and and uh, you know, I was so surprised everywhere we went. You know, people you know kind of checking in with us, saying they love the content, saying they you know just love the personalities of us, and. Very surprising, very eye-opening, and, and just kind of you know reassuring Nate that we're you know we're doing the right thing here, and, and uh, you know we're you know we're on the you know the right path to 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 making uh, a career out of this, and and uh, you know the fans that we met throughout Calgary they were so amazing, and uh, and uh, it was it was truly uh, you know incredible, remarkable, really. Yeah, we met, uh we basically just met a bunch of fire wagon beauties. Is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, we did a we, ton of them. We did, and Roberto Clemente. Yep, Clemente, <laughs> if you're out there, you're a beauty. <laughs> you're an absolute uh, beauty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Smitty, you were fantastic. And um, you know, anyway, it was just uh, it was an amazing experience. And yeah, I mean, the, the hospitality that we received, and and, and all the people who uh, who you know, whether you're in the airport or at the games, and, and you want photos, and it was just uh, it was an amazing experience. It's certainly eye opening for two guys who have been locked down uh, in rural Nova Scotia for the last two years. But Nate, we're gonna move out of the halftime show. That was kind of the Calgary trip. Uh, in a nutshell, but we're going to move into the NBA. Yeah. And a guy by the name of James Harden, who's been all over the map lately, but he is now third time or third all time in three point three pointers made, and, and that I don't know if it took me by surprise, but I was I was a little you know shaken up. It took me by surprise. Yeah. So I, I just find it crazy that two of the top three are playing right now. For sure. I mean, I don't know if if us NBA fans are taking it for granted, but I mean. Like these truly. guys just raining, man. It's it's truly incredible. I mean, when we look across the board, I mean, obviously LeBron James is going to be, you know, go down as you know maybe the goat, or he's going to be in conversation with Michael Jordan forever if he For is sure. the goat. And I mean, you got you know Steph Curry, you got Kevin Durant, you got James Harden, you got all these guys, and then you got these tons of young guys coming in. You got Luka Doncic, and you got Joel Embiid, and you got John Morant. I mean, Trey uh, Trey Young. I mean, there's just the, the NBA is in such great hands. I mean, there's For superstars sure. left, right, and center, and. I mean, well, it seems like it, every team's almost got somebody, you know? For sure. So it's, yeah, it's great for the parody around the league, for sure. Oh, man, it's, it is it is truly incredible. And you can throw in an NBA game at any point in time. I mean, if we forgot to mention Giannis in that yeah, yeah. Uh, in that conversation, but uh, you throw in a game. <laughs> and Yeah, and I just, I, I was, I threw on the uh, the Bucks-Golden State game for a little bit last night. I mean, just, uh, just truly incredible, man. And, and shout out to James Harden 
for being third all time and three pointers made. And Nate, I did want to bring up the Kawhi Leonard stuff. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, uh, he's back shooting. It looks like he's kind of clawing closer to, to suiting up and the Clippers have been really good, man. They're above 500. Uh, they're in a playoff spot and this is a team that's been without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for yeah. the, the majority of the season. So, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens when they're getting back, but they could be an absolute juice wagon. Definitely. And this is kind of what we thought of the the Clippers once they brought in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, that this team could be an absolute fire wagon. And they, the bubble was kind of their opportunity. It felt like that this was their championship to win. They had such a phenomenal season uh, in 2019. But it feels like if they can kind of get healthy, if they can get Kawhi back, and if they can get uh, Paul George healthy, I mean, this is definitely a team that's going to be coming out of the basement of the Western Conference. It's probably not going to be a team that you want to play early on in the Playoff. For sure not. I mean, that West is going to be unbelievable. For it sure. would just suck if they get matched up against, like, say they slide a little bit and just get, like, Phoenix. Well, that's that's it, yeah. Yeah, you know, that that's tough for Phoenix. That would be really. a hack of a series. I mean, yeah, LA's coming in with really nothing to lose. It's like, okay, we're coming in as a seven. Yeah. You know? and it's now a you team got, that went to the final last year. Yeah, and now you got Kawhi and, and Paul yeah. George who... That's just that's a mismatch left, right, and center. And I mean, like you said, I mean the Phoenix Suns; these guys have been absolutely incredible. Yep. You know, I think thirteen losses all season continue to be the number one team in the NBA. But man, playoffs are just around the corner. Cannot wait. Nate, I didn't know what you thought about this. This kind of made its viral rounds uh, last week. Will Ferrell dressed up in his Tropics Thunder's jersey and was out there for warm up in the Golden State Warriors warm up, like kind of being a clown and around. Like I thought for me, like it's a little cartoonish, it's a little clownish. Like you know, these guys are professional athletes warming up for a game like i get it like you know these they're in california you know you're trying to draw some eyes and put on a bit of a production but for me it's like there's a time and a place for that maybe at the all-star game you know for a regular season game for will ferrell to suit up and this tropic thunders you know it, for me it's just it's a little over the top and I, you know i don't i don't think there is you know room for that in a regular season game i thought it was fake at first yeah when i first saw because i just saw the highlight i'm like what is going on but i don't know i thought it was kind of funny it's just like it was so random that i it almost cracked me up like i had no, you know, you have no idea. The whole team runs out, and then you got Will Ferrell running behind him. Which apparently, this movie's never going to die either. Yeah, yeah. This has been going on for like twenty years now. It seems like, but you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't hate it. The All Star Game probably would have made more sense. Yeah, obviously. Well, for me, like, I mean, just it's just like, like what? What is the? What's going on? Yeah, like, like I, th I think about like any other sport. Like it's like you imagine. Know, yeah. it's um, just, imagine like you know. Well, what's the guy from Goon? That, that's what I was, okay, yeah, was yeah, going to yeah. say. I was like that or the or the Hanson brothers, yeah. or whatever they are, skating out behind a team. Well, to me, it's, it's like, like what well, are these guys doing? Like, imagine them just trailing warm up the whole time. But that's what I mean. It's like, are we like, is are we going to take this seriously, or is this a like a circus act here? Like, these guys are about to play a game, and you're in Steph Curry's face while he's dripping threes and warm up, like. <laughs> Anyway, I, yeah, there's a time and a place for that. I don't know. I, I really, uh, I don't know if, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see uh, Will Ferrell out there and warm up again. But anyway, certainly an interesting tactic. Uh, to uh, Is it a promotional tactic? Like, I, I guess I don't get the point of it. Yeah. Like you said, Nate, it's a movie from like 2010 or maybe even earlier. Yeah, anyway. I know. But they seem Will Ferrell just kind of like gets his stuff just... Every once in a while, he's just in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like some so, random film. He'll be like Ron Burgundy in some commentating booth. It's like, are we really doing this? Like, yeah. Anchorman was a fantastic movie. Don't get me wrong. But like, are we like, Will Ferrell's characters, obviously they're legendary, but I guess they never die. The MVP race in the MV, in the, uh, in the NBA, Nate, staying in quarter three, it's heating up, man. And and kind of headlining the MVP race now are, are Nikolai Jokic. And I mean, his numbers are off the charts good, man. He's, he's such an incredible player. He, he's the driving force of the Denver Nuggets. There's no question there. It and seems for, like he's at like 46 every day. 
Yeah, yeah, I think he's averaging, you know, just over 27 points on the year. I mean, a ton of boards. Uh, he's a phenomenal shooter, from, you know, out of the perimeter. And he, obviously his defensive statistics are off the charts as well. Uh, so Jokic is leading the way. I mean, this is a team that's been without Jamal Murray all year. I mean, they lost Michael Porter Jr., their young talent, uh, for, for, you know, an extended period of time. And they still continue to win uh, in the top four of the Western Conference. So, um, yeah, man, I think uh, Jokic is going to get a lot of votes. But I think Joel Embiid as well. I mean, I think James Harden going to Philly might hurt Joel Embiid just because because James Harden's going to have some games where he's been the better player on Philly, but Joel Embiid had such an incredible year as well. And then you can always, you can't always, um, you know, Giannis, you can always throw in that mix as well. I mean, what a tremendous talent Giannis is, and I think Steph Curry's getting some love, John Morant. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be the two bigs, though. You know, kind of getting all the votes, Nate. Yeah, for sure. I also wanted to touch quickly on the Ben Simmons stuff. Yeah, with that in the crowd. Oh man, holy he was getting smokes, absolutely dude! It was unbelievable. But every time he goes to Philly, you expect that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even he didn't even suit up. No. So wait till he plays. Yeah. So he'll be back. I'm I'm praying for a 76ers Brooklyn Nets playoff series because oh, yeah. I mean, just the the tension and, and the animosity, you know, within that uh, within that series is going to be off the charts and it's going to be amazing. But but yeah, like you said, Nate Ben Simmons. I mean, who knows when he's going to return? Hopefully soon. He's having some back issues from his uh, from ramping up activity. Who knows yeah. if that's true? Um, <laughs> The Lakers continue to be a dumpster fire. I know Nate and I like to bring up the Lakers here every once in a while, but LeBron James coming off back-to-back 50 burgers. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be enough, man. It was a Charles Barkley who came out and said, LeBron James with two weeks left should just shut it down, should just call it a year. It's like, uh, holy smokes. It sounds, I, I'm not sure, but it sounds like something he would say. He, I mean, he also called Westbrook Westbrook on live broadcast. So. Yeah, and he mm. continues to call Anthony Davis street clothes. Those guys, the TNT <laughs> broadcast, man, is so outrageous. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so unique to the sport, and it is fun, man. Shaq, man, I think it's not talked about enough. Man, his voice is so deep. Oh, yeah. When he's talking, man, it is it is unbelievable. But, uh, but yeah, the Lakers continue to struggle. I think they're in the ninth place right now, so they'll be in a playoff, a play-in game, but they got to get healthy, and that could be a dangerous matchup as well. I mean, I don't think teams want to be facing the Lakers uh, in no. a one-and-done uh, game, but, I mean, I don't think LeBron at his age can, can carry the team like he used to with his Cleveland teams, but... No, we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah, he's just he's getting up there, but yeah, about <laughs> uh, Phoenix is already clinched. Yeah, yeah, crazy. first team to clinch the playoffs. Yeah, well, what is it like twenty three games left in the year? So it's yeah, pretty that's crazy. Outrageous. All right, Nate, we're moving into quarter four of episode 23 of season two of the Daily Intermission podcast. We're talking PGA Tour. We're talking tennis. We're talking NCAA basketball, but we're starting off in the PGA Tour. And, uh, and Scotty Scheffler, man, three starts. He wins two of them. Obviously, he won the Phoenix Waste Management Open. And then last week, he wins the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And man, those conditions got outrageous over the weekend. I mean, after two days, Victor Hovland had the lead at minus nine. Scotty Scheffler ends up winning the tournament at minus five. I mean, that kind of yeah. speaks volumes. I don't, I can't remember the last tournament I've, I've, we've seen that. Uh, you know, a leader uh, after two days being, you know, at a, at a certain number and then the, it, coming back to the field right. at, at, you know, four strokes, it's just, uh, it was incredibly tough. And obviously, he ironmaned it and uh, out lasted everyone and scotty scheffler man if he wins this week at the players which i don't think he will because he was on the wrong side of the draw but he was going to be the number one player in the world this is a guy that hadn't had a win uh you know before three weeks ago so i mean scotty Scheffler's coming onto uh, the scene in a big big way yeah he's absolutely buzzing and unfortunately for me i took him about three weeks early in the one and dones okay as i mean geez i could have had him i mean any pretty much time coming up, and it would have been great. But yeah, now I'm on DJ this week. Yeah, he's he's. I think he's in the mix, isn't he? I mean, well, yeah. I mean, he's at like last I checked, he was like 59th. He's like three over. So okay. I mean, 
I don't know. We'll see what happens here this week. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Bloodbath, isn't it? Scheffler too. Scheffler kind of blew up as well, right? Because he had the this week. Yeah. So there's two sides of the draw in the PGA Tour events every week, uh, as everyone knows. So uh, I mean, the morning draw and then the afternoon draw. So uh, it's been just it's been lunacy to be honest. I can't remember a PGA tournament uh, that's that's been like this. So uh, I was watching golf yesterday, 3 p.m. in the afternoon, and they just concluded the first round on Saturday. Yeah. So they played the first round on Thursday. They only got half the field in. Conditions were super easy. We were watching Kramer Hancock's interview, and he said it was really easy out there. Guys were shooting minus six, minus five on a really difficult uh, TPC Sawgrass course. And then then the weather came in, man. The thunder and lightning, Friday was a complete wash. And then Saturday, the winds were howling, man, like 40 miles an hour on some holes. It was completely outrageous, the the conditions for the players. So so the one half of the field that got their first round in in the uh, easy conditions uh, are obviously kind of littered across the leaderboard. And then everybody who had the afternoon draw just is just way over par. I mean, I took a gender shot in the uh, the one and Dunny's seven over par. I mean, it's speed seven over par. You got all these guys just speed had a tough one on 17. Yeah. I oh mean, my goodness, four I mean, water balls, though? four water balls in day one. I think there was over 30. Yeah, uh, yesterday crazy. we so. were watching the Varner one live too. That was <laughs> that was outrageous. Yeah, Greg yeah. completely called it. There's <laughs> like I think he's going water. I was like, oh, I don't know. I think he'd get it in. Lands middle of the green, just absolutely trucks off. Yeah, that could have it. Got to be one of the toughest holes on tour, uh, just because of the severe downslope on the front of the green. So if you hit and, and with the receptive greens too, uh, after all the rain, I mean, if you juice a spinner off the. Uh, uh, off the front of the green, it's going into the water. If you hit it too far, it's going into the water. I mean, it's got to be. He's, he was playing 136 yesterday. Justin Thomas knocked down a six iron. This is a six iron. He probably hits 220 yards. That's crazy. 136 hits a six iron. I mean, you got the best players in the world dunking it in the water all over the place. I mean, uh, Kevin Kisner got interviewed after the round and said, What do you think a 10 handicap yes. would shoot on that? And he said, They probably wouldn't finish. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to hit the green. That's why I think it would be interesting to just like, Imagine if we just had like four guys go out there and be like in that conditions and be like, all right, boys, give it a go. Like I'd be out there. I'd probably throw every club in the water. You'd still be there. Yeah. Well, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. It would just be rapid fire until you got one on the green. Mm -hmm. Um, And who knows how many shots it would take. Yeah. Some are saying hundreds. Anyway, so it's going to be interesting to see how this tournament. It's going to be a Monday finish uh, at the uh, at the players. So obviously the fifth major. It's a huge tournament. It's going to be it's going to be such a marathon. They should be playing two rounds today, and uh, and then uh, and then obviously uh, Monday finish. So uh, so we'll see what happens uh, at the players championship. It's really hard to tell. I mean, there's no yeah. way you could predict. You got John Rom still in the mix. Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas had such an incredible round yesterday. Uh, Bubba Watson went four under in that wind yesterday. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Nate, just kind of moving into tennis. I mean, we got uh, Prakash, Prakash Amatraj. Amatraj. I'm going to work on that name before we have him on the podcast. And Prakash, I apologize about you know your last name there, but he, a former uh, AP uh, Tour tennis player, is going to be coming on uh, for Friday's episode. And we're going to be talking tennis, which is something we should be doing more often, Nate. Uh, the APT Tour is, you know, especially with the Canadians, the young Canadians that sure. uh, you know are littered across the tours. Uh, but they're playing in uh, Florida the next two weeks. We've the Indian Wells, or I should say the next month, and then we get the Miami Open. So we're going to be talking tennis with Prakash. And uh, he's, he's 
he's got a lot of energy, man. I think it's going to be, you know, a muscleless an episode. I'm excited to have him on. Yeah, for sure. And that is something we should mix in too. You know, we only kind of really give it a whole lot of attention when it's like the majors. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it wouldn't be wouldn't be a terrible thing to just kind of mix in a little more often. No, we'll mix it in the mis- the miscellaneous quarter four. Yeah, um, a little Gotta bit more love often. the miscellaneous for sure. Uh, but uh, but he's very close with the uh, with the Williams sisters as well. Um, I know he's uh, kind of played a lot of tennis with them, trained okay. a lot with them. So it's going to be really exciting to have him on. And then uh, and then they. Again, the NCAA March Madness Tournament starts this week, and I couldn't be more excited about it. And, and so we're going to launch a, uh, a bracket challenge. Uh, I'll get that all set up uh, tomorrow. So we'll uh, we'll start giving out the details. So message us on Instagram if you want to get on that. It'll be free to enter, uh, and we'll do a little bit of merch package uh, for the winner. So uh, that is going to be That's super be exciting. Sick. Yeah, and uh, and we're going to do a live sometime this week, uh, early on in the week, where we're kind of listening to your input on uh, each game, and we're going to draw out our brackets with you guys. So, yeah. so I'm really excited about that, and and uh, it's certainly a fun time of the year when uh, when the madness is going on. You got college basketball games every day in the afternoon. So, so that's going to be today's selection Sunday. No, yep, you're right. Yeah, so yep, so it'll be coming right up, and then it starts. Was it Thursday or Wednesday? Hopefully not yeah, tomorrow. I think no, no, it, it won't start till usually on the Thursday. Okay, I think I'm pretty certain. So yeah, yeah, so we'll have a few days here, and we'll get the bracket all tuned up, and no, we'll be taking the Boilermakers to win it all. Absolutely. All right, Nate. Well, we're going to move into the post game show, and I'm going to give my firewag and start things off. And mine's about the guy named James Harden, and we are quick to to kind of pounce on James Harden here with the, the daily intermission. But I mean, third all time and three pointers made. I mean, James Harden. He, I mean, he has had such a tremendous career. He's one of the you know most fluid scorers of the basketball. I remember I watched him live in Boston, and it was something like I'd never seen. He dropped 42 on the Celtics that night, and uh, and he was just an automatic. Bucket. So, that, I mean, I'm going to go with my fire wagon is James Harden, Nate. Okay. My fire wagon is Elias Lindholm. Okay. This guy. Yeah. This guy, man. 30th of the year last night. Yeah. I was going to say, like, dude, this guy is sneakily just like having an absolute season. No love at all. Not at all. He's got, yeah. I believe, 65 points somewhere around there. And I mean, we're only at the, I mean, he's over a point per game. No one's really talking about the guy. No. Nope. Well, most people anyway. But, uh, you know, it, it, he's my fire wagon. This guy, he scored two against the, in the game we were watching against Washington. He was just kind of light. So uh, he's my fire wagon of the week. No, I, I like it a lot. My dog water player of the week, Nate, he was my fire wagon last week, <laughs> and it's Ricky Fowler. Oh, boy. So Ricky Fowler didn't even get in the field this week. Obviously, he was the seventh alternate, and, you know, for a guy, okay, I gave him the fire wagon because he was starting to make some cuts. I thought he was going to get in the mix. I'm giving him the dog water this week because he won the event five years ago in 2016. So maybe that's six years ago. Maybe that math it doesn't check, but... This guy missed the tournament, man. We need Ricky to get back on his horse. So I'm just kind of maybe going to give him the reverse daily intermission bump. Hopefully Ricky can get things back on track. He's still such a DFS play for me. I love seeing Ricky in those low sevens, high sixes. But Ricky Fowler is my dog water for not being in the event that he won so shortly ago. Nate, who you let out for your dog water? See, I'm torn on it. I'm 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 torn to take for my dog water Ben Simmons yep. or the 76ers fans. Okay. Just for like one of the reasons Ben... Like, get playing. Yep. You know, I know you're injured or whatever is going on. But then the fans, you know, just harassing the guy the yeah, entire yeah. game, and then they get whacked by, like, 30 points. I think I'm going to go with the fans. Okay. I'm going with the fans. Okay. The 76ers fans are the dog water of the week. Okay. Let's just say Philly fans in general. Yeah, I mean, I could throw that in there, yeah. too. Yeah. Just the entire city of Philadelphia is dog trash. water of the week. Trash. All right, folks. Well, thank you for, you know, 
for being so patient. We were in Calgary all last week. Couldn't record, but we're back. We're back in a big way. So we'll see you guys Friday with Prakash from the tennis world, from Bally Tennis. And uh, and we're excited about the week ahead. So make sure you're following along on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. And, and we'll be back in a major way on Friday. Let's go.